Hello, and welcome to And That's My Two Cents podcast. I'm Catherine Tresky, and today's episode is about pandemic pets or quarantine pets, whatever you call it. The reason I wanted to do this episode was because while I knew that many people went out and got pets during the pandemic, since, you know, they were home, they had time to spend with them, or maybe they were lonely and wanted a companion, those types of things. All of which, at the time, I thought, wow, hey, how nice. All of these pets are finding homes and loving families. I felt like it was a win-win, right? Well, the other day I saw an article about them and it's actually not all sunshine and roses. And that made me want to know a little bit more about this topic. And hence, here we are podcasting about it. But first, let's start with all the good things about it. All of those things that I said uh, were what I thought or how I looked at this at first when I first heard the term uh, near the start of the pandemic and the lockdowns. I remember going out for a walk with my dog each day during that time and running into my neighbors who were also out walking their dog dogs and saying to them, you know, like, thank God I have him because he gets me out of the house each day during this time. Now, I had already had my dog for a couple of years before the pandemic hit, and I did walk him regularly, but the lockdown and isolation made me do it even more, or like on the days where, let's say, I didn't feel like going out, especially in the winter, getting all bundled up and putting his boots on too, because he's the kind of dog that has those paws that freeze up fast. But The pandemic and being stuck in the house actually made me kind of suck it up and do it because there was absolutely nothing else to do and nowhere to go. So pre-pandemic, I may have been inclined not to bother if I didn't feel like it and the weather kind of sucked. But during that time, I did pretty much no matter what, at least even if it was just for a couple of minutes. I also heard on the news a few times about the mental health benefits people were experiencing by getting a pandemic pet. Things like it was easing their anxiety and helping them maybe interact with others thanks to going out walking their dog and people just stopping to ask them if they could maybe pet him or her or things like that that kind of forced them into having those conversations with people and likely strangers as a matter of fact that maybe they weren't comfortable with doing before so in my opinion kind of one of those situations of exposure therapy type stuff but many pets provided like an emotional type support to people as well and I think my dog is done that. So I would agree with that for people who do have anxiety, depression, etc. And for even people who don't. Animals are really amazing that way. Sometimes if I'm upset about something, my dog just has to look at me and kind of snuggle up to me or, you know, he just wants me to pet him. And as soon as I do, those crappy feelings just kind of disappear in the moment because he's just the sweetest thing. I see that with the, the kiddos too. So it's not just me. He has brought that to our entire family. There's a site called the Dog People, and there's an article on there regarding the pet adoption boom. Now, it is mostly geared towards dogs, although it wasn't only dogs that were adopted or purchased during the pandemic. Other pets were as well. I mean, we ended up with a gecko of all things. Not as a result of the pandemic necessarily, but my son had been asking for one for years, but nonetheless, he was acquired during the pandemic. Now, I think the majority of pets were dogs, though, and the bulk of what I will touch on will be on them as a result. But I don't want anyone to think that I'm excluding other animals because for sure people got cats as well. I'm sure some of the same benefits will apply across the board, whether it's a dog or a cat or a bird, a rabbit, hamster, etc. So on that site, on the Dog People site, um, which I will of course link in the show notes if you want to check it out, it says that nearly 41% of Canadians acquired a dog during the pandemic. That's an astonishing number in my mind, which kind of makes me understand a little 
little more the impact that this has had. Now, some more interesting stats that they have on the site are, it says here, while they did find the boom for mostly dogs, it did include a lot of cats as well. And it reported that of the people who adopted in the last year, 40% brought home a dog, 55% a cat, and 5% both a dog and cat. It also has that 65% of pet parents adopted, 43% of that was from a rescue or nonprofit organization, and 22% from another family, with 25% of pet parents purchasing their cat or dog from a breeder. So it's really uh, nice to know that the majority of um, the pets that parents adopted were from a rescue or nonprofit organization or from another family and um, not purchased from, you know, pet stores or breeders, that sort of thing. Some other interesting stats on there is it also says that only 17% were first-time pet owners. I actually thought that would have been a lot higher. Um, it says 27% didn't have another pet when they adopted, but have had a cat or a dog before. And 55% already had a cat and or dog. Now, whether or not you've owned a pet, I'm sure you understand that there's a cost associated with having pets. You have to feed them. Uh, if you have an indoor cat, you've got litter costs. There's, you know, collars, leashes, toys. I mean, have you been to a pet store in the last while? Like, it's like shopping for a baby or your child. There is almost anything you can think of there. And we cannot forget that there's going to be vet costs. And let me tell you, that can be an astronomical bill should your pet get sick or hurt. I mean, that's just common sense in my mind. Anyone who thinks an animal doesn't cost anything, well, in my opinion, they shouldn't own a pet because you need to be prepared for a hit to the budget for sure. And well, I'm not sure that person should own anything for that matter, really. Again, just common sense. And of course, that's just my two cents on it. Now, the reason I decided to do this episode was when I saw an article about the overwhelming number of animals that are now ending up in shelters and the link between that and those who got pets during the pandemic. That to me was alarming and surprising and all of those types of things. So I felt like I needed to understand more as to why, because I couldn't imagine getting a pet, bonding with that pet, and then just dropping it off at a shelter because I was returning to work. So I figured there had to be more to it. Anyhow, so the news report that piqued my interest uh, in this was on Global News. I'll link it in the show notes for you. Um, so there's actually a downside to this boom of pet adoptions or purchases because of that increase in animals arriving at these shelters and actually overwhelming those shelters. The article says that it's not just due to people going back to work, but also there's some type of a link um, to inflation. So with the rising costs of everything, I guess uh, it's leaving little in the budget for people to take care of their pets. And now I agree, the crazy rising costs of everything is affecting me as well, especially as a single parent. When the cost to live rises like 40% and your income stays the same, I'm not sure how they expect any of us to survive uh, and or maintain the standard of living that we've had for ourselves and our families. However, hopefully those who resort to abandoning their pet or dropping them off at a shelter have eliminated all of their options before doing so. I hope they just don't resort to, oh, well, I can't afford this pet anymore. 
anymore. Let's just get rid of it. Like the sheer number that are arriving there, however, makes me question that. I mean, I'd give up any streaming services I had. I'd give up my cell phone. I'd sell my car, like anything like that before giving up my pets. Now again, I hope that is what others have tried or done as well, but I'm not exactly convinced of that. And an interesting thing mentioned in this article is that there is something called comprehensive humane education that may help reduce the abandonment of pets. It's an educational training that focuses on how the animal feels and to consider how your choices affect not only yourself, but the animals and the impact that your actions have on them and impact that your actions even have on the world around you. It's an interesting way to look at it. So, you know, it's not all about you. I like that sort of uh, way of looking at things. There is also the reason with returning to the office in many cases. So some are finding it difficult to care for their animals now that they are away all day. And in other cases, the pet owners as well as the pets are dealing with separation anxiety and again this can tie in a bit to the inflation issue because fuel costs are ridiculous so if you work downtown parking costs are outrageous so just these two things can easily take a good $600 per month out of your income and that's crazy now for some they could take transit um, I'm aware of that but if you don't live in an area that has bus service or you live out of town, then that's not an option. And telling staff to move, I mean, don't tell staff that they should move because, well, years ago, maybe that might have been an option for some people, but with inflation and mortgage interest rates increasing, which seems to be increasing daily every time I check out the news, I mean, people can't afford to move either. Anyhow, employers really need to be cognizant of that and accommodate staff whenever possible. I mean, if they've been working from home for two years and the work's been getting done, why would you force people back if they don't want to or if it would have serious financial implications on them as a result? I understand there's people who want to go back to the office and that's great. That's okay. Let them all go back, of course. Now, if inflation wasn't killing all of us, then this likely would be less of an issue. I don't think it would be a non-issue, but I think it would be less of an issue. Anyhow, just my thoughts on that as well. Okay, so further to what I was saying about finding ways to keep your pets. The article mentions reaching out to family or friends for support to help financially if possible and also to even find a pet food bank. Those are two things I didn't even think of earlier in this podcast episode to even mention. So really good points. Now I personally would put the asking family or friends for help as like the very bottom of my list and I mean rock freaking bottom because I hate that. I would bust my ass to make extra money somehow and would likely sell off all of my possessions before doing something like that. But that said, if it came down to it, I guess I might do that. Uh, but I really loved the the way that they mentioned to seek out a pet food bank because I honestly, personally, didn't even know that existed. So for sure, I would find one of those and access that if needed. I mean, luckily for me, I'm not at that point, but I do realize others are not as fortunate. So really, you just need to do what you need to do. So that's it for this episode. And I hope everyone who's listening, if you got a pet during the pandemic, I sure hope you've kept them. Now, of course, it's time for your friendly reminders to download this episode, subscribe with notifications on so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Maybe follow me on Instagram if that's your thing at and that's my two cents. And of course, feel free to share this. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And join me next time because I'm going to be doing like a series of episodes that you don't want to miss. It's going to be on everyday happiness. Uh, at least that's what I think I'm doing. <laughs> it could change because, well, 
We'll see how it goes. Nothing is ever set in stone here with this podcast. But anyhow, that is my plan. And so that's a wrap. That's my two cents, of course. So take care and join me next time. Bye.